The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative, and homegrown music from the seriously addictive Radio Nova. Yes, and that is No Other Words by Stephen James Smith on Radio Nova. And uh, we're very, very lucky to have Stephen James Smith on the line. And if you don't know Stephen, I've done a lot of gigs with him around Dublin and various places around the country. Uh, he's a he's a sort of a teller of stories. You know, he's a really engaging character. And uh, he's, I suppose, a modern poet. And we're very lucky to have him on the line in his house in Wexford. How's it going, Stephen? I'm good, Kieran. Thanks for having me on. Uh, no, it's a pleasure to have you. So uh, what are you up to this evening? Uh, I'm watching a bit of Lost. I am. I'm, I'm starting season two of Lost. I know it's, a, it's it's ancient now, but I never got around to it. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Whatever you're into on an Easter Sunday. Um, well, it's a pleasure to have you. So we're here because um, you're releasing your debut album, See No Evil, and you're on tour at the moment. You know, talking and, and telling stories and uh, you know interacting with the album. I suppose most people would know you because if they do know you, they'd know you because of your poetry and. Uh, I, I would describe it as very modern poetry, I suppose, very kind of engaging stuff. And people who like uh, the recent album for those I love might be might be the kind of thing they gravitate towards. But often there isn't music behind it, so I think it's really interesting that you're doing this. It's your poetry, but it's over music, and I suppose that's not a, a crazy thing to happen. But uh, how did this come together for you? Well, I guess I've been fortunate to collaborate with musicians quite often. I, I, in essence, I'm a failed musician. I started writing songs myself. And I got to become friendly with Gareth Quinn Redmond, who is a, a multi-instrumentalist, and he produced the album. So I sent him a poem there a couple of years back, and within a day he had sent music back to me that was kind of perfect for it. So that was sort of the start of our, our working relationship, and we became more friends as well uh, as we got to work on, on, on a few projects and geek together. And yeah, last year we, we recorded down here in Wexford in Gav Glass's studio and had a few other musicians join us as well. Just finding a, a rapport with Gareth really helped, and yeah, I felt like I, I wanted to, to release an album. And, yeah, thankfully, thankfully, it was one of the things we got to do during lockdown. Oh, that's 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 fantastic. So Gavin Glass, obviously, formerly of this parish. Now I know some of the, the the tracks existed before the album. Were some of them written after the music, or was it always uh, lyrics and poetry first, and then music written to sit within that? Yeah, like not not to suggest the music secondary, but but it was produced after the, the written word. So I sat in the room in right now, to be honest with you, and recited loads of poems to Gareth. The, actually the day before we were due to go into the studio and that was how we whittled it down so I sat here for a few hours and we, we just decided on the, on the nine that, that made it onto the album we probably recorded a few more and most of them were recorded it more or less in one take as it happens um, but yeah Gareth was familiar with some of the poems anyway so that's how it came about yeah yeah, yeah. So the song that people would have just heard there, um, over the, uh, uh, there's a question: Are we calling them songs? Are they calling them pieces? Do you know I, what kind of? Whatever you want. Yeah, Gosh, all right. Poems, songs. I don't know. Like it's sort of uh, it's a bit of a mishmash. I don't, I don't really know how to describe myself either. Sometimes people call me a performer, a writer, a spoken word artist, whatever. You know, I mean, I. Like, I suppose I'm all of the above or, or none of the above or a jack of all trades, a master of none, you know. Yeah, call them what you want. Yeah, um, well, we'll call them uh, pieces. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that song we just heard there, you can hear the kind of style, I suppose. Um, there's a, an observational kind of storytelling style. There's a, um, a bringing the listener in to a very descriptive situation and letting their mind kind of fill the blanks, I suppose. Um, so with that in mind, how does that work then? So on the album, Conor O'Brien Brian played... Um, loads of brilliant artists like uh, Connor Cunningham, uh, Jess Cav, Laura Quirk from Limoncello. Did they 
were given the pieces and then they came around it and came back to you with the music or did you sit in the room with them and collaborate on the music? So myself and Gareth went into the studio. I recorded everything with, with Gav and Gareth being there. Gareth then went away and did the music production. Then he approached the people, the sort of DA team that I wanted to work on it, as it were, and uh, they added their layers. We came, we brought them down then to Gal's studio after I laid down the vocals. Gareth had an idea of what he wanted, but then we also were open to collaborative and people's own feedback as well. Cormac Begley is also on the album, but he actually happened to record in Dingle. Uh, he yeah. wasn't able to make it down to Wexford. Then I really have to lay credit down to Gareth. While I did help, like, and kind of told him what I liked and didn't like, um, not that there was much that I didn't like, uh, it, it, it's really kind of, I have to say, that he, he owns the music, you know. It, it was all down to him. Uh, I just feel very fortunate to work with him because from what I can see, everybody that does work with him just wants to work with him more. He's He is a genius, so he is. So, you know, you should check out some of his own ambient albums. As well. Yeah, Gareth Quinn Redmond, go and check out yeah. uh, his work. So the album is See No Evil, out now, you're on tour with it thought it was a, a great listen um, it's a different listen it's a much more kind of focused I felt I wasn't doing anything else while I was listening especially the first couple mm. of times it was just I was just listening to the words and, and where they brought you which is a different kind of listen I suppose because a lot of people put music on and they want it to be passive but this is much mm. more uh, engaging you know it, it is something that you kind of you uh, engage with yeah and uh, I just thought that was a really interesting thing but it gets it gets a bit dark at times. I, I noticed that, um, I mean, there's a lot of light in there as well and there's a lot of life in there as, as there should be. But uh, on the song Saintly Sister, I was like, you know, I was taken on a journey with that one. Uh, and, and is that something that you kind of feel like you have to kind of, it just comes out of you and you, you go with where it goes? It kind of just comes out of me. To be honest with you, I suppose I'm a bit more comfortable in my own skin now. In the past, maybe I, like if you come to one of my shows, there'll be moments of a lot more light and there'll be, a bit of banter um, and maybe I was worried about the, the sort of the darkness uh, in the album but like it, it's what I write so I, I, there's no point in me being too apologetic so I just lent into that and, and I suppose as well one of the things that was interesting for me in the production of it was to allow space for others whereas I, I'm kind of used to being a solo artist on stage and mm. having to drive that emotion and energy whereas with the album I didn't have to go to that place the whole time I, I actually was a there was still an intensity there, but I, I was um, trying to hold back a little bit to make sure there was clarity because sometimes my performance, I can, I can lose a run of myself almost. Whereas this time around, it's like, well, I know Jess is going to bring a vocal or Laura or, or the other people there that can heighten that emotion. So I didn't need to deliver that. So I think that's maybe why it's more of an engaging listen potentially because there's, there's these other sonic qualities there. Uh, but hopefully people will, will you know, that the words should hopefully hold their attention as well. Um, so that was one of the learning experiences for me was to to really trust the other people that is caught. I mean, I obviously asked them to be part of the project because I trust them, but uh, it, you know, there was still a vulnerability there for me to kind of let go to a certain extent. Yeah, if you know what I mean. Um, so there's loads of brilliant songs, and Dublin You Are is one that people do know. You they might know that song, and there's a song called The Gardener as well. If people are interested mm-hmm. uh, to go and check out, beautiful song. I think about your mother and uh, mm-hmm. very very kind of open and honest and and just a, a beautiful set of words. I suppose uh, on, on on the whole package, and uh, there's probably a better way of describing that. <laughs> but um, poem, a, a poem. Yeah, there we go. We got it. <laughs> but the one that uh, jumped out to me, and I thought people might really want to hear, uh, is a song called "I I Had Lovers." Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? And we might play that next. 
Yeah, it was funny enough. I just woke up one morning with this line in my head: "I've had lovers and I've had loves," and I was like, "Oh, there's there's something in that." And I decided I can't get out of the, the scratcher until I've written that poem. So I stayed there and I, I just wrote it out on my, on my phone. I didn't think much more of it, to be honest with you, until I, I read it to some people. I published it in a book. I published my debut collection of poetry in 2018. And it seemed to resonate with a lot of people as well. It, it came about very organically. And then I suppose some people like the fact that there's references to the dead, you know, by, by, by James Joyce. Mm. I guess I'm trying to pay a certain amount of homage to the literary greats that came before me, you know, not, not to suggest that I'm a great, I'm a bit of a chancer. But, that, that's okay, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, at Stephen James Smith, uh, you can find out more, stephenjamesmith.com and uh, SJS Words on Twitter as well. And go and check him out. He's on tour at the moment and he's released a brand new album called See No Evil. Thank you so much for chatting to us, Stephen. Thanks, Kieran. I nice appreciate it too. Yeah, and enjoy Lost. I won't tell you what happens at the end, but it's... it's uh... <laughs> I think they all die. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, at, enjoy it and uh, have a great uh, rest of the, the, the Easter weekend. I'm going to play a song now from See No Evil by Stephen James Smith. This song is called I Had Lovers and uh, this is Radio Nova. The Nova Guest List Podcast with Kieran McGuinness. The very best in indie, alternative and homegrown music from the seriously addictive... Radio Nova.